Hey everyone, thanks for joining us on the Good News Podcast today. We got a really special episode with a amazing young person that's been a part of our church for years. She just did a internship with the United Church of Canada in their anti-black racism unit, and she wrote a spoken word that is unbelievable. I have never seen something so real, so raw. You are going to appreciate this. I wouldn't even say enjoy because it's, it's so much more than just enjoy, but get ready to go deep into a really important topic. Friends, let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Good News Podcast. And we have a very special guest today, Janisha Lewinson. Janisha has been part of this church, as I said in the introduction, for many years. And I can't tell you how thrilled I am to share a piece of spoken word that she has, I believe her and God has put together. It is powerful. It is rich. It is deep. It is real. We're going to get into that in just a little bit, but let's start. Um, Janisha, we're, we're in a Black History Month now, and what, what's your um, experience of Black History Month? What's your sense of, you know, why it why it matters, why, why it's important? Uh, yeah, what, what's Black History Month about for you from your, from your view? <laughs> yeah, um, I'd probably say, like, especially like growing up, I never really understood why Black History Month was so important. Hmm. Um, and I kind of honestly strayed away from it and I didn't really want to talk about it because I'm like, oh, why do we get like a whole month to talk about Black history? Like there are other things happening in the world. There are other people happening in the world doing things, you know. Um, but then as I grew older and I started to see how differently in as like in certain aspects mm. Black people were treated, I realized mm. just how important it really was to talk about these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that sense, I'm very happy that um, Black people get to talk about their experiences and talk about their culture and talk about their customs and things like that mm-hmm. freely. And it's actually like accepted people listen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'd say. Yeah, for yeah. sure. No, no. I know for me, I didn't realize how important it was until in some ways after the George Floyd situation, I have to mm-hmm. say I, I, there were things happening that I just didn't realize were happening mm-hmm. around what, what, what uh, black people, friends, uh, colleagues were, were experiencing. And, and, you know, before we kind of get into your own experience, I could love to hear about, about that as well. Janisha, what are some of the, the best things you see happening with black, black history month? Um, yeah. Cause there's lots going on these days. And I know as a church, um, I'm really glad that we like we're doing a number of things, including the the Good News podcast. It, it's focusing on that over the month of February. We did that last year. I, I I suspect we'll probably always do this. Now I'm really glad to. And there's lots of other ways that we're just trying to raise up the the profile of the beautiful uh, Black community and and some of the not only the past but also the present and what the future might be as we work towards racial justice. But you know, from from, from your uh, from your standpoint, yeah, what are some things that you see happening, or maybe that aren't happening that could happen? to make it even better Black <laughs> yeah. History Month. Um, I'd say like one of the greatest things that are happening right now is that Black, like people are giving Black people a platform to speak. Mm. And I think that was what the difference was before. Like when we talked about Black History Month, it wasn't necessarily even Black people talking about it. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like Black people were there, you know, maybe they bring them up to do something quick. Like I remember yeah. like in assemblies, we'd maybe have like a performance or something like that. But the majority of the people who are speaking about it weren't actually black. Mm. So I think it's so important now that people are giving black people mm. platforms to speak. So in that sense, I think that's probably one of the greatest things that's happening. Just like seeing us talk about us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. 
Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. You know, and and hopefully that will expand to all year long and, and yeah. other times as well, which I think it does. And I think it mm-hmm. is. And that would be, I, I think, partly my prayer for sure that that yeah. continues beyond the Febru- month of February. And I, I think it is and it will for, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So you mentioned when you first started talking about Black History Month there just a, a few minutes ago about not necessarily realizing how important it was um, and now seeing it as an opportunity for people to share some of their experiences as, as a black person. Yeah. Um, what are what are some of your experiences that you've had as a black person? And I guess I really wanted to open up the the door if there were times where you've experienced racism. That's been one of the learnings for me over this last year mm-hmm. and a half or so is just how how prevalent that is in a way that I had no idea. And I'm just so sorry that I didn't know, that I didn't stop long enough mm-hmm. to listen or somehow I missed it or I, I don't know. But I just, I, I, I really, I'm, I'm so very sorry that I didn't know this was still mm-hmm. happening. I I would be in the camp of, oh, this is something that used to happen, yeah. you know, or this happens in other places. Yeah. But man, like I was just, I was shocked and disturbed and broken really to hear from good friends here and now yeah. um, in my life that were experiencing this in, in current reality as part yeah. of our present day. And it just really moves me to say, let's keep talking about this more than talk. Like, let's keep yeah. working at this to bring change. And, and but, but yeah, what, what are your experiences that you've had around uh, being a black person in, in, in our world today? Yeah. I would say like in terms of like blatant racism, like being called slurs and things like that, I've never really experienced mm-hmm. that. But I think it's just the underlying things, like things that would call microaggressions and covert mm-hmm. racism, where it's like you can't really place your finger on it and you couldn't really like say, oh, yeah, that person was racist to me. And it may not even occur to you that it was a form of racism until like maybe years later after the incident occurred. But I'd say like just little things like mm-hmm. um, the question – I was thinking about this earlier, mm-hmm. but like the question of like, where are you from? And like in of itself, the question isn't a bad question. Mm-hmm. I don't mind being asked that question. It's more to the fact of like, why are you asking the question? And I think nine times out of 10, when people ask me that question, it's because they want the end answer to be, I'm from Africa. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, yes, I think that's pretty clear. I probably somewhere in my lineage am from Africa, sure. but I don't know where yeah. there are over 50 countries in Africa, over 3,000 tribes. Like I couldn't Mm -hmm. trace that back. And I think that when people ask that question, especially when they ask me and I say, oh yeah, I was born in England. Well, then they're like, oh, where are your parents from? (laughs) (laughs) They were also born in England. (laughs) I still haven't gotten the answer I'm looking for. (laughs) Yeah, and they just keep searching until I eventually say something that resonates with them, like Mm. Jamaica or St. Vincent. And they'll be like, oh, so where does it come like before that? I'm like, I don't. (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't find out. And I don't think people realize when they ask that question, how it affects that person. Because it's, to me, it's a constant reminder. Like, I can't trace that back. Where you may be able to trace it back far, far, far back into mm. history. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So when you ask that question and it kind of, it, it's like, it's almost like they get a gratification out of mm-hmm. it knowing that. And I don't know why, but, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's, I'd say, that's well, probably I think that's what a great example because as you're talking, I'm thinking, have I ever been asked where I'm from? And and I and then maybe as I've been once in a while because of my red hair, yeah. people say, "Oh, you must be from Scotland, yeah. Ireland, or you know." So, and which there is certainly pieces of me if you go back that that yeah. are. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, that's a great example of experiencing things that maybe everyone else doesn't, and mm-hmm. us not always being aware of of that, and maybe even hopefully when people hear this, even. Being aware, like it's not that you, my sense is not that you can't ask that question, but just yeah. what's your motivation yeah. behind it, and um, being aware of that yeah. even. Eh? And I think that's like 
definitely like one of the biggest things that people need to realize. It's like, what is your motivation behind yeah. what you're doing? And yeah. I think when people become more aware of that, things become a little easier and it, yeah. it makes a little more sense and you don't end up stepping on people's toes and things like that. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and you really can tell, you really can feel yeah. what's behind someone's mindset, a question, motivation, as yeah, you say, definitely. these subtle things that you talk about. Yeah. Um, Janisha, you mentioned the term microaggressions. Yeah. And let's talk a bit about what that means, you know, mm-hmm. first. And then again, just any any practical examples where you either see that or, or maybe have experienced that your, yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. So when I think of like microaggressions or covert racism, which is like microaggressions, a type of covert racism. Mm. And that's basically like things that are... Um, What's the word? Accepted by society. Okay. Or things that can happen, but we don't really, like, we don't do anything about it. So that would be, like, things like um, like racial profiling mm. or I think, like, a big one is how the Peel District, they'll filter Black people out of the education system. Mm. Um, I've heard a lot of stories about that happening. Mm. And it's just, like, it's basically things that, like, you wouldn't be, like, that aren't in your face. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. usually has to do a lot with like systemic racism, things okay. that you can't see, things that are built into systems that you wouldn't recognize unless you look at a lot of data like surrounding it. Yeah. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. And again, for our increased awareness that these yeah. things are happening. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, and then obviously what needs to happen to bring change that I know the, you know, as you know, my wife Katrina is a, <laughs> a high school math teacher yeah. here in Peel and they're, they're 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 catching up to this reality yeah. and making significant changes. Yeah. But it's hard and it's gonna it take really it's hard. gonna take time. But that's why we keep saying, hey, let's pray for resiliency. Let's keep yeah. at this. Um it yeah, it's gonna take time, but it's worth taking yeah. the time to make it happen. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah Definitely. for sure, for sure. Um wanna wanna talk a bit about this uh spoken word that you put mm-hmm. in. We're you know, we we're wanna look at some of the even some of the um, the lines and the words and and the ideas that that are in it. Um, but love to hear a bit before we do that, Janisha. Um, where did this come from for you to put this together? And and just maybe you know how would you summarize what it's what it's all about before we kind of drill down into some of the really in detail what what it's all about and what sure, it's saying. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I've told you before, mm-hmm. I was doing a um, research project with the United Church of Canada, and we're looking into the Black experiences um, of Canadians within churches and things like that. And my eye kind of caught, I, my attention, I should say, got stuck on mental health because that's a really big issue. And I think that um, it's it's something that isn't talked about and especially isn't talked about in black communities Mm. and when i went into the research and i recognized where that the stigma around mental health is in black communities i was like i need to write something about this Mm. (laughs) and i was just like there are so many people out there like even people i know who are black but they don't want to express that maybe that they're dealing with mental health issues and i think that comes from um like we've had to be so resilient and strong in the past. And I think black people still think they need to be that all of the time. Mm. And they don't allow themselves a space, you know, to be vulnerable and to just, you know, yeah, I'm not feeling well and say mm-hmm. that out loud. Um, and also just like through my research, I found out that a lot of the time in black communities, um, it was believed that if you had a mental health issue, it wasn't really a mental health issue. It was, you had 
some sort of tainted soul or mm. something along the lines of that. Like okay. here, you you were someone you you had a demon inside of you okay. or something like okay. that, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. So I made this poem, which is basically kind of just to sum it up. It talks about how mental health is dealt with sometimes within mm. the church and how it's kind of this dangerous cycle where nothing really gets solved and how the person kind of feels like they're, yeah, they're just like not getting out of the hurt that they're feeling and they're not really getting the support that they need just because of beliefs that were set in the past mm. and have continued to today. So, mm. yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> so when you talk about research, yeah. so what did that look like? How did you do research on something so so specific mental health yeah. in the black community. Yeah, it, it was hard, especially yeah. in Canada, because there isn't a lot of information specifically about black Canadians in Canada. And I think that has to go back with the fact, the fact that like in Canada, we believe there isn't racism. Mm. We believe that for a long time. So we've never really paid attention to certain ethnic groups. So finding research in general <laughs> was hard, but, um, I did a lot of digging <laughs> and nice. I found um, resources about mental um, mental health in black communities and not just like how they feel, but like how they're treated in hospitals, how they're treated mm. by police and things like that. And that type of stuff came up. Mm. Um, so it was a lot of like reading academic textbooks, articles, um, anecdotes from people who have experienced mm -hmm. um, issues with their mental health and stuff like that. So, mm. yeah. And um, amazing, good for you. Good for you to keep pushing to find, uh, yeah, the, the, you know, the information on this because uh, it, it really. I, I can't wait to get into this. Like, it led to <laughs> yeah. some very real stuff here. Mm -hmm. um, what, what's been the reaction to the spoken word that you've put together as, as you've begun to 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 share it? Surprising. Most of the reaction is just open mouths and like not like people kind of just like taking it all in, not really having much to say in okay. that moment. Um, but I can tell that there's reflection yeah. happening there. So yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was on a, I was on a call, a Zoom call, a pretty big one too, where we had a, we called the Table of Reconciliation. Yeah. You were one of the presenters and mm -hmm. presenting about your research and work with the United States yeah. of Canada and anti-Black racism. But then mm -hmm. you actually shared the, like, oh yeah, yeah. like I, I was one of them like, oh my goodness. And I guess, you know, so what was that reaction? What, what you know, I'm trying to, what was my yeah. reaction? What was that behind? I think- um, it felt like sacred space for you to be so real and honest. Mm -hmm. That would that would be at the heart of it for, for me. And I guess a little bit of sadness around um, this being the reality yeah. as far as what's been, because mental health challenges can be hard enough as it is, but when you can't talk about it or when it's dismissed, yeah. um, it, it, it gets even more challenging. Yeah. And so I think those are the two pieces for, for me, just one, like, well, and then this is, this is, you know, like, <laughs> like you're just, you know, you're, like you are now this amazing, beautiful <laughs> woman, um, but you were just like a little girl, right? Like, yeah. like, where did that little girl go? Like, this is incredible. And, and yeah. I guess if I could say, I was just really proud of you, Janice. Yeah. Like, I, like, just, just not surprised because you always mm -hmm. um, have have had this beauty and this gift of oh. <laughs> of faith and re yeah. Anyway, just love who you are. But I, I, yeah, I was so proud of you when I heard that the first time, and and just in awe of how real it was and how helpful it was. Um, yeah, let's jump in because I do want to talk before we're done. Where could this go? Like, how can we get this out to more people? And what might mm -hmm. be some of the plans or hopes or dreams or visions or prayers for this? But let's, like, <laughs> can I jump? Because yeah, this is sure. so, 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 so good. 
Um, I'll just read some of the lines and maybe we can just talk about, about them and what was going on for you as you, as you wrote this, as you sure. prepared it, where was it coming from? What were you feeling and experiencing? Mm -hmm. And yeah, so um, broken cuffs on your feelings, can't afford to lose your cool. Reel it in, R-E-E-L, reel it in, keep it in. You feel a melt meltdown soon. Shallow breaths, deflated lungs, can't stop your hands from shaking. Inhale defeat, weave unease into your heart. You feel it breaking. Try to move, try to speak, but numbness takes over. The quiet is deadly. Your thoughts are lethal and the people around you are cruel. Wow. That last line in particular, the, the quiet is deadly. Your thoughts are lethal and the people around you are cruel. Can you talk to us a yeah, bit about what's sure. going on there? Yeah. So that first part about um, the quiet being deadly, it's in the sense that like when you're dealing with a mental health issue or problem or just something that's stuck on your brain and you mm -hmm. can't really express it properly, when it is quiet around you, all you're stuck with is your thoughts. Mm. And when your thoughts are lethal, it's like the quiet becomes deadly mm -hmm. because it's like you can't, you can't go anywhere. All you're thinking about is the thing that's that's eating at your brain. Mm -hmm. So it's just like it's a really lonely and it's a really dark place mm -hmm. to be. Mm -hmm. And then especially when the people around you are either that they don't know anything about what's happening, or it's even just like small comments here and there from mm -hmm. people around you that they think doesn't mean anything to you, but means the world to you. Mm -hmm. Or when they don't see that you're struggling, it's like, and the people around me don't care about me mm -hmm. either. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, it's just like, a, it's just a really dark place mm -hmm. to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just keep going on here. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, no, I can't. The next uh, lines say slashed wrists are met with prayers. Prescription pills are met with stares. Pastors preach witchery while you scream crying, help me. Whoa. That's loaded, eh? Yeah. Yeah. You talk about that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of friends who have dealt with mental health issues and... I remember one thing that they would always say is like their scars and things mm. like that. And they would get so many stares for their scars and people would judge them based off of those scars. Mm. And I think it's like the fact that it's like when people see those things, they're like, oh, what's that person gone through? Like they're the there's like a sort of stigma where it's kind of like, oh, I'm going to stay away from that. Mm -hmm. Whereas like if you say, oh, I'm going to go to doctors and I'm going to get um, some pills to help with my depression or something mm -hmm. like that, especially in the black community. That's like, that's like a, no, like, mm -hmm. why would you need that? Why mm -hmm. would you put these things into your body that weren't already there before? Yeah. It's like, but they don't understand that that's something that's meant to help. Mm -hmm. And it does help a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but it's just the fact that it's like self-harm is seen as something like to be straight away from. And then it's like the thing that can help that is seen as, unacceptable mm. um mm -hmm. sorry can you just read the part that's after that yeah 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 for sure yeah <laughs> yeah so you just met, slash wrists are met with prayers prescription pills are met with stairs that's what you just spoke yeah. about pastors preach witchery while you scream crying help me yeah so that part speaks to the whole thing that i was saying before about how um 
it was believed that if you had a mental health issue, it was because you were you had some sort of mm-hmm. evil spirit inside of you and things mm-hmm. like that. So it's that these people would go to their pastors and they would say, this is how I'm feeling. Can you help me? Mm. And they would kind of just be like, oh, no, like this is, this is, you have an evil spirit. You need to pray yourself out of it. You mm-hmm. need to do this. You need to, but they wouldn't send them to go find mm-hmm. help. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're doing all this thinking it's going to help, but that person is like, no, you haven't actually helped me. I I need help. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't helping. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's it really is just a cry for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and my sense is if in the church, the message is coming across, um, don't do any of those other things, just work harder or yeah. pray more or do both or you haven't prayed enough yeah. you know like it's coming back and, and not that prayer can't help yeah. we don't want to talk about that but but if that's if that's the message yeah. you're getting well you, you're no wonder you're not well you're not yeah. praying enough you're yeah. you're, you're going to feel just worse because yeah, it, it's it's my fault i've messed mm-hmm. up and and you know i know you know as you know we've worked really hard here at north bramley to create a message around mental health to open one to open up the conversation yeah. so there isn't a stigma I feel like we have a platform yeah, where we definitely. can we can help with that and and mm-hmm. every time we talk about it especially from the stage you know mm-hmm. um it's 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 we get that kind of feedback that people yeah. are just so grateful to be opening up the conversation. Yeah. And we have a number of groups and just, you know, different focused around mental health and anxiety mm-hmm. and depression. Um, but our message has always been that absolutely God can help you. Of course, God wants you to be, be, be healthy, you know? Yeah. Um, so prayer and small groups and worship, those are all really yeah. good things, but you use those in tandem yeah. with the best that God has created yeah. around yeah, the medical community mm-hmm. and around psychiatrists and, and yeah. people that can help and, yeah. you know, use all of the resources that are yeah. available to you. Definitely. And when you bring those together, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, you know, I know you're. Sorry, it's different. No, yeah, no, it's yeah, okay. Yeah. This is great. It's. I'm like, these are all the things I'm thinking about. So. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, Denise, I'm gonna cry. This is this is so good, and then so sad in some ways too. And I just want to say, I apologize because I'm reading this just so we can have a conversation. But, no, okay. but I'm, I'm really, I'm remembering when you did it. Like yeah. I'm not doing this. Yeah, and I don't know. No, I might, okay. I might work. pop that over to you before we're done. Like if you had a favorite piece, I can give this to you. If you had a favorite piece, and you wanted to do it before we close, mm-hmm. that would be amazing. But we didn't talk about that, so. So that's okay. just I'm just just kind of floating that out yeah. there, and we'll we'll get there. And if it's yeah, yeah, cool. If no, that that's cool too. Um, you get into some really, I, I think, just kind of taking it to another level of depth mm-hmm. as far as this this these messaging mm-hmm. of um, blaming me, naming me, um, demons, having a demon. Um, um, yeah, yeah, my soul is weak, and it's my fault that it's. In, in there in the first place because in this case because I sinned it says and just in that mm-hmm. full yeah talk about that one because that's that's yeah, a big sure. one yeah um sorry can you repeat it oh one yeah more time? yeah for sure yeah I was going the sense of having a demon your your demon chose me because my soul is weak and it's my fault it's there in the first place you say the demon chose me because my soul is weak and it's my fault it's there in the first place because I sinned yeah so that goes back to like when people who are struggling with their mental health are told, oh, well, it's because you're you're not doing this or mm-hmm. you're not doing you're not doing that. You have these, it's your, it's it's your what did I say, it's your choice what you think about. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way it's always approached. It's like, oh, well, if you want to be positive, then just think positive. Mm. It's your fault that you're feeling this way. It's your fault that you have this spirit inside of you. Mm-hmm. 
But at the end of the day, it isn't like it's mm-hmm. just some people are just we get caught in these periods sometimes where it is it's just hard mm-hmm. to think about things that are positive and things that could help us. And when you're in those spaces, it's even more difficult if you don't have anyone around you mm-hmm. to help guide your thoughts back to something that's a little more healthy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or find ways to deal with the things that are concerning yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, I can't believe I haven't asked this yet. This is, we're talking about this. Have you had your own experience around anxiety, around mental health? Um, it's okay to just to talk a bit about that as yeah, well. Because sure. that's probably weaved <laughs> into this too, yeah. I suspect, because most of our own pieces yeah. have us in them. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd say I, my mental health was probably like pretty like, Okay. You know, leveled out. Yeah. Um, and then pandemic happened. And I think I almost got happier in the sense that I was able to stay home. I didn't mm. have to worry about, you know, taking the bus to school and things sure. like that. And I liked working on my own schedule. So things in that sense were great. I was able to like do things I hadn't been able to, like I didn't have time to do before. And then kind of when that eased out and I realized just how much time I was spending out like at home by mm. myself in my room, like just doing work and things like that, it started to take a toll on me. And I was mm. like, oh, wow. Like <laughs> I just, it was like being alone with your thoughts mm. all day long. Mm-hmm. And some days were like harder than others. And especially with school, it doesn't make it any better because it's just stressful and it's just work on top of work and you don't really have time to just breathe and mm. take a second. Mm-hmm. And I just work seven days a week, I wouldn't take any time for myself. Mm. And it started to build up and I wouldn't talk about things that were stressing me out or things that were upsetting me and things like that. So I kind of just had like a whole meltdown wow, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, at the yeah. end of the year. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know I was dealing with all these things. Mm. And I was like, I don't know how to deal with these things. So I've actually started going to therapy, which is nice mm. <laughs> to help deal with that okay. and stuff like that. Yeah, But yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of like my experience and mental health isn't really something I was talked about in my house. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, I wouldn't say it was shied away from, but it was just never really a topic mm-hmm. um, that was brought up and seeing how it was treated before, like in media and things like that. I was like, oh, that doesn't seem like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't, I can't get into that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But now I'm realizing, no, like it's your mental health. Like mental health is just as important as your physical health mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you need to treat them the same way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we talked about reactions from people in general. <laughs> what, what was the reaction of, of your family and your friends? I, I assume yeah. that they've watched this and seen this and read it and, yeah. you know, yeah. What was, what was their reactions? Mostly Did, just, wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. I didn't know that was, I didn't know that was that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know one, those were things that you were thinking about and two, those are things that people were dealing with. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just opened their minds, I would say. Um, and like I said before, like just made them reflect a little bit more mm-hmm. on that subject in general. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 absolutely. Huh. And then for you to express your own um, yeah. situation, I got to think this must have helped open the door. Yeah, for, yeah, 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 yeah. Remember that poem? I read? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Oh, okay. Let's dive, in, dive back in here. Um, there's a whole, there's a section on, I don't pray enough, goes into a section on, you know, um, you push me to my knees. Um, 
bind my hands to the Bible, the Holy Bible. You scream, um, repent, or you encourage me to scream, repent. Then it goes in this section and says, you say, ask God for forgiveness. You say, ask God for forgiveness, for my soul is tainted. You say, ask God for forgiveness, for my soul is tainted, and I have brought this upon myself. You say, ask God for forgiveness, for my soul is tainted, and I have brought this upon myself, and now he is the only one who can fix it. Help me, I whimper. Yeah. I I think that part is kind of just, like, it's all interconnected in the sense that it's like, you you say that the issue that I'm dealing with, the demon that's inside of me, Mm -hmm. is there because of me. And then you say that God is the only one to fix it, but it was kind of like what you were saying before. Mm -hmm. God can be paired with other resources, professionals Mm -hmm. and things like that, Mm -hmm. that can help you deal with these things. But a lot of the time, um, like churches and religious people don't see that part and they they disregard that part and say, oh no, it's just for you to pray. It's just for you to do this. It's just for you to do that. When in some cases it needs to be paired with something else. Mm -hmm. You need to pray while you're seeing a therapist or you need to pray while maybe you're taking prescription pills or something like that to help Mm -hmm. with your depression. So, and that last part, um, I like the whimpering. It's like, it's like, but no, like you haven't, Mm. this isn't helping. It's just like, it's like a, it's, it's almost like a defeat whimper. Mm. It's like, you're telling me to do this, but I still don't feel any better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I under, and it's, it's, it's kind of like an internal battle because you're like, I understand that God is the one who ultimately fixes mm. the problem, but it's like, there's something in between that needs to happen mm. for him to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not getting that in between part. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, it's like, it's reaching for something and it's like, it's like you almost got it, but you don't, mm-hmm. you're just off by like a centimeter or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So it's so just frustration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Oh, this is so good. Thank you. Oh, um, it it yeah. It goes in then to a section. I'll, I'll kind of go to, to the end because that that um, it's really powerful. Um, yeah, today I struggled. Today I felt the weight of the world on my shoulders sink deep into my bones, past my soul, and straight into my heart. I felt my anxiety and worries collect into a ball and lodge in my gut. I watched through glossy eyes. As the sky passed by, and my people said hi with a smile on their faces, and I wondered, I wonder. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's something that I felt. It's like, how can you feel so, like, dealing with a mental health issue is, it's just, it just feels so helpless because it's like it's in your brain and you can't, it's not like, oh, I bang my elbow and I can get, Advil or something Mm -hmm. like that to make Mm it feel better. It's like, no, it's like that's stuck with you all the time. That's Mm -hmm. something that you think about all the time. And it does feel like something that's lodged in your gut. It just feels like it overwhelms your body and there's Mm -hmm. nothing you can do about it. And then to add to that pain is that you see your friends and you see your family Mm -hmm. and they seem like their life is perfect and they're smiling at you. They're doing this or they're positive. But like at the same time, you are feeling this overwhelming sense of mm. like sadness yeah. and just heaviness. And you want to express that to them, but you can't, or you don't want to because mm-hmm. you're like, well, they're 
they're living their lives. I don't want to burden them with mm. something else. But then you do wonder because it's just like it goes through your it, it just like that's the wondering is the is like for me is like the dangerous thoughts of like, okay, well, if they're having so much fun, then is it that they don't care? Like, do they not care mm-hmm. about what I'm going through? Should I not care? Is it not important? And mm. it's just, it just goes into a spiral mm-hmm. of more mm-hmm. <laughs> terrible Is it just thoughts. me? Is it really yeah. my fault? Am yeah. I doing this to myself? Exactly. And, yeah. You're yeah. crying and they're laughing and you're yeah. like, it's just a disconnect. Yeah. 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 You did such an amazing job of describing what we, and I'll say we, because we've, I think all, most yeah. of us have experienced these kinds of yeah. things, and especially through the pandemic, as you Definitely. say, Janisha. But you just—it's—it's it's, it's just an, an incredible job that you've done describing. It felt the weight of the world on my shoulders. Um, my anxiety worries collect into a ball and lodge in my gut. Like people really feel that. Yeah. They feel this. Literally, that's what they'll describe yeah. to me. This is what I feel. I feel like I got a ball in my gut. It, yeah. Um, yeah it, it, it. How did you? How did you um, know how to describe this so vividly, so well? I don't. I honestly don't know. It's just like I had my notebook, had my pencil, yeah. and it was just flowing out of me. It was like almost like I. I honestly wrote it all. I think within like an hour. Come on. <laughs> yeah, like it was just. It was like, and I read it over. I'm like, how did I do that? Like I had wow. a blank page, and then I had all this stuff on here. Really? But I think, yeah, I think like the one thing that I wanted to get across was like the repetition in that last pro- poem, because mm. I'm like, that's it's a cycle. It keeps mm-hmm. repeating. And mm. like, as you can see, it starts starts at the beginning. And by the time you get to end, it goes back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's just, the words I used to describe were things that I'd felt before. I'm like, it's like, it's it's beyond words. It's a feeling. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I need to convey feelings here, not mm. descriptions mm-hmm. of feelings. Because yeah. they're different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You, you've got such an amazing gift. So, because I, I would have thought this took... Like 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 weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks <laughs> no. of sitting down and paper being tossed out, you know, and no. and, and and so so um, do you do you have a sense of of being inspired of of the Holy Spirit of God being at work in something like this where you know because some people will talk like that like you know where it just felt like this gift that God gave me to put this down and and it just came you know and sometimes yeah. it does and come I, and let's face it yeah. sometimes it doesn't and I think it's, <laughs> yeah. I, I would want to encourage people like it's still worth putting in time yeah, to definitely. write whether it's a song or a spoken word or a yeah. message or whatever it might be that you need to work on yeah. and even when it's not coming keep working at it because mm-hmm. it'll come eventually and you just got to put course. in that time but sometimes yeah. like this it does just come like yeah. like that and what's your sense like how yeah well, how do you describe that process of first even it's even your own experience yeah. yeah I think it was honestly just like I'd finished doing my research and I need to find another format to put it into okay. that wasn't an essay. Mm. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I was like, I like I just need to, after reading like so many anecdotes from people and stuff like that, I'm like, I need to convey what they're feeling mm. in some sort of way. I was just like, I just kind of wrote down ideas and like things that were coming to my head at the time. And eventually, poof, there was, <laughs> there, there was a spoken word on the paper. And I was like, oh, wow. And I honestly just think, it had to be God like speaking mm. through me because I'm like, I don't know. Like I look back at that and I'm like, I don't know 
mm. where that came from. I don't know mm-hmm. how I made that. Mm-hmm. So, mm. yeah. Mm. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you and praise to God. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, <laughs> then it ends in a very, um, do you want to say any of this? Sure, I oh, could. Okay, because this is <laughs> what I can, because to come wherever you want to start, wherever you okay. want to go back as far as you want, you can do the whole thing if you want, like whatever <laughs> you want to, but definitely to get to that end piece, and then we can talk about that because okay. that end is wow. This whole thing is wow. <laughs> okay. Let's see. If you want to go back to some of the places that I was just not doing nearly as well as it no, should no, be. No, 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 it's okay. You're doing great. <laughs> um, okay, I think I'll start here. Cool. They preach that I'll see better days. They preach that I'll see better days and that God has a plan for me. They preach that I'll see better days and that God has a plan for me and I just need to wait. They preach that I'll see better days and that God has a plan for me and I just need to wait for him to answer. So I wait. I wait and I sit and I wait. I wait and I sit and I wait for him to answer as the days go by, as the months go by, as the months turn to years and the years turn to decades and the decades seem to resemble something that looks more like a blur than a lifetime that I once knew. Oh, the days, the days, the days. You tell me to look forward to the days ahead, but I'm still stuck in the days behind while trying to get through the day that is today. Today, today I struggled. Today I felt the weight of the world on my shoulders sink deep into my bones, past my soul and straight into my heart. I felt the anxiety and worries collect into a ball and lodge in my gut. I watched through glossy eyes as the sky passed by and my people stood high with a smile on their faces. And I wondered, I wonder, if I were to flip my skin inside out, what would they see? What would they say when they see what they see? Would they say that I've been cursed? Would they say that I've been cursed and that there's a demon living inside of me? Would they say that I've been cursed and that there's a demon living inside of me because I choose to keep it there? Would they say that I've been cursed and that there's a demon living inside of me because I choose to keep it there, but they can help me because I sinned, but they can heal it if I scream repent, but now he is the only one who can fix it, but they will save me. The scriptures will save me if I just wait for him to answer. So I wait. That line about just getting through today. I, I, I hear that from people all the time. Yeah. Just trying to take it one day at a time. Yeah. My goodness. Okay. Um, where it ends. And so I wait. Mm-hmm. What's, what's happening with that? Yeah. It's just, it's like every day you just wait that maybe one day, mm. one day something will change. Mm. And it's like you hold, because that's the only thing that keeps you here is that little, little mm. piece of hope that keeps you here. Mm. Because everything else in your brain is telling you that this isn't where you're supposed mm. to be, right? Mm. So the mm. so I wait is mm. is that is the hope mm. that somebody will notice, mm. that somebody will come to your mm. aid, that something in your life will change. You'll see a sign or anything, mm-hmm. just mm. anything. Mm. Just mm. a little piece of hope. Mm. 
And, and my sense is as you describe it, which I really so deeply appreciate and love, is it, it's not here yet, but yeah. I'm going to wait for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just enough. Yeah. For today. Yeah. Oh. Mm, this, yeah. So good, Janisha. Yeah. Oh, have you thought about the impact that this certainly already is having, but what it could have? Like, have, have you, have, what's your, what's your hope for this spoken word that is so powerful? so good it's so powerful Janisha. I just you have any hope, sense of yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i just hope that like when people hear it or when they read it that they're just more aware of the people around them because mm-hmm. i think we've gotten to a culture where we're so concerned with ourselves that we kind of forget there are people around us and there are people who are struggling sometimes like how we're struggling and that we can help them but Mm -hmm. we need to talk to them we need to have conversations we need to be open to speaking about things about how we feel and i just hope that maybe people who thought that mental health wasn't a real thing that it wasn't you know you can just brush Mm -hmm. by it you can just push through it that they'll realize that no it's like it's like having a broken leg Mm -hmm. The pain is there until something is done about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just, and I hope that people who are struggling with their health, their mental health, see that things are changing mm. and that there is hope for them mm-hmm. and there are places they can go for help and they're not going to be turned away or they're not going to be, um, people are going to take them seriously yeah. and recognize that it isn't just something that, you can brush off. Mm-hmm. It's not just changing your mental. It's not just changing your attitude and be like, oh, we'll just think positive things. It's not that. It's something that sits in your soul. Like it's something that you feel. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard. Like mm-hmm. it's hard. It's difficult. It's like trying to push through a brick wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And until you can see that there's something on the other side, until somebody tells you, oh, you can walk around this wall, yeah. that that hope is really clear to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> thank you so much for this, for, for using the gifts that God has blessed you with and the experience and the research and putting something that is so articulate and so powerful down on paper and offering it um, as a spoken word. My yeah. goodness. Oh, maybe, maybe we'll just close with prayer now. Cause that seems like a, a good, a good place for us to, to end here today. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Janisha. Mm, mm. Oh God, we, I, I just feel like we're on holy ground here in hearing about this, this spoken word that you have clearly blessed Janisha with. Thank you for her, her research, for her honesty, uh, for, for the, the power of these words and concepts that have been just come to life through, through what she has put together here. And we do, we, we pray, I echo Janisha's prayer, that we pray that people will see this, that they'll hear this, and that they'll recognize that this is a conversation we want to open up, not shut down. We don't want to dismiss when people are struggling. We want to open up the lines of communication and conversation and help people get help. That includes you, absolutely. Prayer and scripture and worship and those things that can really, really bring healing and strength beyond our own capacity. But you have also worked through 
through and in this world to have incredible counselors and doctors and and medical treatments that can also help us get better and be healed and come to full health. So we pray for those that are struggling, that they might be encouraged by what they've heard today, that they too would have just enough to at least wait for what is to come, that hope is on the way, that there are possibilities ahead to, to move to a different place. And we pray that we all would reach out to those who we know who are struggling with mental health, anxiety, depression, that they, we would do all that we can to make sure that they know they're not alone, that, that we're with them, that you're with them, and that together we'll work our ways through all of this. So thank you for um, this, every piece of this conversation and just tr- entrusted to you. Bless it. Bless those that will hear and watch us in the weeks and maybe even the years to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Oh, thanks again, Janisha, You're so, welcome. so much. Oh, <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. What a gift you are. And this has been, friends, um, this has been a very special episode of the Good News Podcast. So glad that you could join us for this um, this holy ground that we've been on and this really important conversation, this beautiful gift that God has blessed Janisha with. And thanks for sharing it again, Janisha, with us. Friends, thanks for joining us on the Good News Podcast today. God bless you. Oh my goodness, friends, I don't know about you, but I honestly, I know I say this all the time, but I really think that might've been one of the best episodes that we've ever had. I was so moved. I, You probably caught it. I had to stop actually at one point. I was going to break down and just so emotional, so real, so raw. I, I was really grateful that Janisha agreed to actually say her spoken word for us today. We hadn't talked about that. And as we were running through the, the, the lines, it just felt like that would be the right thing to do. And I'm so glad that she did. Where she ends this, where she says, and so I wait. Just so powerful because so many people are in a situation like that where, yeah, today is tough. It's not good. It's hard. It's dark. But they wait. We wait. And in that, we can hope that God will come that God is on the way, and that as hard as things might be today, that there is a brighter future as God leads us forward. Friends, thanks again for joining us. Please reach out to people you know who are struggling with mental health. Let them know they're not alone. Be aware of some of the challenges that they're facing, and let's walk through this stuff together. Friends, God bless you. Don't forget to follow us on uh, Good News with Jamie Holt on Instagram. Until next time, God bless you.